Hey guys, welcome back to Following the Moose Tracks. We got a special guest today. Oh, hey. Brandon. Brandano. Yeah, we're super excited to have Brandon on our podcast as we explore a lot of different ideas and some controversial topics mm. that, you know, we think just people need to hear about. And so, Nick, would you like to start us off with our first sure. conversation? Yeah, so, so what's the deal with turn signals? Dude. Some people call them turn signals. Some people call them blinkers. Right. And I feel like that says something about what kind of person you are. Mm. Do you guys, what do you guys call it? I call it blinker. Call it blinker? Why? Because it blinks. Because it blinks. Like my eyes. Well, why don't you call it a clicker instead of a blinker? There are a lot of things that blink. Your eyes blink. I guess it's a matter because the clicking is actually more uh, dominant than the blinking. But no, the driver. no, no, nobody hears the clicking though. That's but you the do. driver does. Only the, what dr- happens the if driver. You, what happens if you're, and if you're the one driving, work? and you're the one hearing the clicking? Wouldn't it be from your own point of view? Well, sometimes some cars don't have clickers. Like it just doesn't click. Unless you're deaf. I think. I think no. Calling it a blinker just it really shows what perspective you're thinking about. Like you're thinking about others because if you're calling it a clicker, then you're only thinking about your own experience and you're just wrapped up in your own worldview whereas if you call it a blinker then you're just like it's for everyone well and a, but also with a blinker that's that's unsafe that means that you're not concerned about safety because all you're saying is it's blinking it has no purpose mm. Mm. whereas when you call it a turn signal you recognize that either mm. a right a right blinking signal Preach. or a left blinking signal is mm-hmm. important for the safety of those on the road or both blinking signal that means that's, that you're, or, that's an emergency flight. What about the hazards, though? Because yeah, those that's, blink, too. That's the hazards. Exactly. Yeah, that's why the that's term, the term blinker is just too generic. Because, <clears throat> like, what, it could be, what are you talking about? Yeah. You're right. It's too broad of a, yeah. a spectrum. Turn signal. But then you have, like, Florida where nobody uses them anyway. Yeah. Dude, yeah. would you yeah. if they put, like, an actual eye blinking on? I wouldn't like that. Blinker. That's you're, not... you're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want one of those yeah. in my car. Florida drivers... Florida drivers with their turn signals, they, they point it the opposite direction. You know, so, I think the uh, I think the original creator of the turn signal actually did use an eye blinking, but then people got the wrong impression. They thought people were flirting with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, I heard about yeah, that story. I've, yeah. yeah. So, Brandon, so what is your um, thoughts on oat and rice milk? What kind of vibes do they give you? Well, you know, it's really hard to milk uh, a grain of rice. That's true. There's, there's, yeah, because there's just not much milk. Or a tiny, or a tiny oak. Because, like, you know, the farmers talk about how early they got to get up to milk the cows. But, like, how early you got to get up to milk the rice? Dude, for real. Dude. Yeah. And there's probably going. earlier. Well, and the thing with, with rice and oats, and, and this is really where the argument comes in at. It's not like a cow or a goat or whatever where you can milk them, you know, a couple times a week or, or whatnot. Like, rice and oats, it actually takes an entire year for... Uh, the milk to build up within its system. So you can only milk a grain of rice or a, a regular oat by itself once a year. And, and it's very sensitive. It's a very short window when you can milk it. And that's really where the battle comes in. Uh, it's this, you know, why do they charge so much for it at the grocery store? Because it's, it's pretty rare to, to get mm-hmm. milk from rice or milk from an oat. And uh, so really, it, you know, I find that 
rice is. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to say. That. <laughs> I think I think what you were saying does bring up the question of sustainability, though, because mm, you know yeah. in our world we have finite resources. <clears throat> there is a limited amount of rice and oak oats that we can milk, oops. and yet. We are just out here milking them with reckless abandon, with You're no right. regard for the future. Milking You're all right. the oaks. And what is going to happen when we run out of rice and oats? You're right. Can you no, milk no, no. We have to invest in the next generation. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Well, how, how about milking walnuts? Do you think that could be the future? No. I, honestly, I think, especially with the fires in California... Because the fires just keep spreading across America and they're burning down all the walnut trees. Oh, okay. What did you know if I told you a walnut tree wasn't a tree? It's actually a walnut. Yeah, next thing you're going to tell me is tomatoes are fruit. It is a fruit. It is a fruit. That, 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 that's for another episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for the next like, episode. Did, did we talk about this already? <clears throat> Was that on episode one? A tomato and fruit? You yeah. guys should go check out episode one and come back and let us know. I think we it's called porn, that. right? Because we're not going to go back and listen to it. Yeah. So you guys got to yeah. tell us. Yeah, you guys got to tell we us. We definitely don't listen to our own podcast to get views or anything. Yeah, definitely. All right. So, so moving on. I mean, we really – we covered some of the basics of the oat versus ripe milk, but we didn't talk about, uh, you know, their place in society as far as, like, the structure of society. But we'll, we'll cover that at another time. Here's, here's the next topic of discussion. Which is faster, raccoons or <laughs> raccoons or beavers? You say, you say raccoons? Raccoons. I, dude, that's wait, what you said. Wait, is that a thing I though? was following your enunciation. Yeah. I think raccoons. raccoons. I, think raccoons. I think raccoons is probably actually <clears throat> the correct pronunciation. Raccoons? And as English has evolved, we've lost some of the original meaning. Enunciations. Yeah. It's actually raccoons and beavers. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. Do you think a yeah. beaver and a platypus are in the same family? Um, no. So back to the question, which is faster, raccoons or beavers? Dude. What are your thoughts? Well, I guess it depends. Depends what they're running after. <clears throat> right. Or are they swimming? Yeah. yeah what, is, what is the Ooh. terrain? Well, I would have to say it's, it's got to be beavers. Or bavers. Bavers. Because you see a lot more dead raccoons on the road, which means the bavers are outrunning all the cars. They True. are fast little critters. True. But but also raccoons, they're they're known for stealing things, right? They they're they got even Do they steal the win <clears throat> in the race? Huh? Sure, I mean yeah. Yeah, but I mean you see how often they get caught on camera. They're not that fast. They're not that good. What people don't know is that bavers are chief thieves they steal stuff too yeah. but you they're just so, never catch them yeah they're so good that they don't get caught and that's why we don't talk about it yeah mm. and then the raccoons or the raccoons they're the ones that get caught and the bears get yeah, away with so it the, yeah so they develop the reputation i think it's a hands down you know yeah. uh definitely bavers. debate there you know yeah, it's sure. definitely bavers. i think bavers. the only settlement to this is if we get ten thousand views where we will capture them and race them. You do realize you don't look at podcasts, right? You listen to them. So it'd be 10,000 10, listens. listens. People, Jake, people Same can't thing, see bro. us right now. Dude, or can they? The government's always watching. Oh. Big brother. Ooh. You know how, lo- how the birds are always always in, in viewpoint of you? Dude, they're, can... They're, they're drones yeah, based they're, they're from, from the government. The question is... Wait, I forgot the question. 
we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that question. All right. Come on. So next episode. Yeah. The next thing we, we kind of wanted to talk about as we're kind of running down is what does a moose bear mean to each of us? Because I've kind of always thought of it as <clears throat> a mythological creature that has magic powers, particularly flight. Hmm. Hmm. Um, That's deep. Okay. But I also feel like kind of the nature of this collective we've developed is that moose bear can mean anything to anyone. So Nick, what do you, what do you think? What does moose bear mean to you? So I've always thought moose bear was more of like what you said a mythological creature kind of roaming uh the woods trying trying to find something what kind of biome like what kind of woods are these like so like tundra yeah yeah or or even just like like ocean like a kelp forest hmm a kelp forest. I huh. could, I could, I feel so like for you, Minecraft? it's kind of a representation of searching, of looking, exactly, exploring the mysteries of life. Exactly, hmm. exactly. Jake, what are your thoughts? I think it's a movement. <clears throat> Moose bear is a movement. Moosement. Mm. Um. Oh, that's deep. I just think that the symbolicness of of um. Mooses and bears combining. <laughs> it's deep. And it's a good movement. Because combining the horsepower of a moose and the bear power of a bear, it's good. It'd be moose power of a moose, not horsepower of a moose. Mm. Unless you view a moose as a giant horse with antlers. Which is scientifically <clears throat> accurate. <clears throat> well, there you go. Isn't that a deer? You know what? I think it depends on if you're in America or Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh. Wow. I do have to disagree with Christian. Um, ooh. You know, it, it's a great debate, but I don't think... Um, I don't think all waves lead to moose bear. I don't think it's, you know, moose bear is for you what you want it to be, and moose bear is for me what I want it to be. And, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit of a dangerous territory. Um I do think, you know, Jake had a good point. Moose bear can be a movement. Um, but really, it's, you know, it's, uh, man, it, it, it's a culture shift. Moose mm, bear is yeah. a culture shift. Absolutely. You know, as we, as we explore this, uh, this, cre- this creature who is both strong and bold, but at the same time um, visualizes in, in so many, you know, cartoons and movies, you know, this creature of comfort with the bear, but with the moose, it's, you know, the bear can also be aggressive, but protective. Wow. It's a symbol and, of power. Yes, a oh, symbol wow. of power and protection, um, but also um, gentleness, you know, because unless stirred up or, or, you know, encroaching on its territory, you know, typically, you know, you see, you know, the bear's just roaming around looking for food and, and just enjoying life. The moose is, is known as a docile creature and unless you get in its path. And um, so it, it's really this, you know, this... Um, this culture that we're creating of, you know, how to be strong and how to be, you know, how to stand our ground, but at the same time interact with others with a gentle spirit and knowing, you know, right and wrong, knowing when the time is to step up to be, you know, the boldness of the moose and the strength of the bear or to be that more, you know, gentle and soft hearted creature. I think, you know, that's kind of how I've, I've viewed it myself. Uh, To add to you, um, Brandon, I think it's also a, uh, creativity movement as well oh yeah for sure because it takes a lot of thought 
and behind that creature to be able to do the ability that it does. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Oh, for yeah, sure. For I mean, we wouldn't be have. sitting around this table right now yeah, with a podcast about Moose Bear if it wasn't an inspiration to all of us in this room. Absolutely. And those who are listening, obviously, I mean, the Moose Bear yeah. is an inspiration to yeah. all of you, and we yeah. thank you for listening. Um, yeah. And even for those who aren't really sure, you know, what they think about all of this yet, there, you know, there could be some <clears> seekers, <throat> people who have just heard about moose, um, what a moose bear is the first time through this, um, you know, that we hope that it will be an inspiration for them as well to, you know, create. Mm. Wow. Mm. Very well That's said. Like Very well said. And to dream. Yeah. To dream and to fly. Yes. If said moose bear flies, as Christian believes. Mm. Yeah. Does it swim? Perhaps we will find out someday. One day. One day. One day. All right. And guys, thanks for listening as we wrap this up. Um, make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Share. Uh, share this podcast with everyone you know. And when we come back next time, we'll be talking about our favorite sand castles throughout history. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be yeah. awesome. Thanks Santacular. for Santacular. Thanks for tuning in, guys.